Content Warning. This episode features discussion of drugs and alcohol, as well as the tricky negotiations between duties and who gets their due rewards. This is Seppo Nishima. It is with great pleasure that I celebrate the news about Lord Nagokita's demise, the Emerald Magistrate and his companions, they went beyond any expectations. And it saddened me that they did not get the welcome of heroes that they deserve. Things are complicated. Morale is pretty low as the famous Hill Festival is not happening this year. And there is some measure of unrest that, honestly, I cannot figure out what is causing it. There is also the murders. Hopefully, those that are above me are able to pierce together how to solve the affairs of this town. And I hope that uh, they can do with the guidance of those that help them on their way, especially Houston Miller and Jason Smith. Wait, what is this? A letter? This is a confession? Yeah, I think uh, Yuzume and Hajime are going to go get Pachai together, so... I guess they would just be walking through town. Like, are there still angry peasants around? Yeah, the peasants are completely disheartened. Oh. So, in that case, um, Yuzume is probably going to make sure that she's sticking fairly close. She doesn't really want to get caught up in anything. She is thoroughly tired. And, yeah, as they're heading towards um, this place, she sort of she's looking ahead and just very quietly says uh sahina san i owe you an apology he's not initially looking directly at her and he says uh for what you say my son it was unkind of me to insinuate that the academy had not properly prepared you for certain aspect of your job it i think that without you bayushi sama may not have survived several of the encounters that we had over the last few days and i am thankful that you were there to help him each time there's definitely you would have to know him well enough to know but it's uh he visibly sort of softens a little bit and he says Yuzume-san may I be honest with you of course it is entirely possible that there may be some element of truth in the criticism that you made I was trained in 
in a context wherein fighting was specific to a very a formalized environment. Though I am capable, well, let us say that true conflict is much messier than one realizes ahead of time. And that is something that I will have to adjust to, I suppose. But your words are very kind, as, as they often are towards me. I very much appreciate what you've said. I think he goes to bow, but doesn't really like, I think like, I mean, he, you know, obviously he still wants to show the recognition for that, but doesn't really know if a bow is the appropriate sort of way to respond to that. So he kind of bows somewhat, but then just smiles and says, thank you. Truly. You're welcome. Asahina-san. And don't be too concerned about being ready I would rather you stay as you are than end up a little more jaded. Shall we fetch Peshai? His smile turns sour almost immediately and says, yes, of course, let us engage in something truly far more unpleasant than this interaction. And he turns and begins to walk towards the Miramoto Sanai's house. <laughs> Yuzume sort of laughs a little bit and uh, follows to catch up and says, I won't let her hurt you, dear. He smiles and says, I would recommend not standing between Sanai and literally anyone. I am quite capable that she would go through you to get to me if necessary. We'll see. You enter the house of the Evergreens, and the place is quite empty. Does that strike us as unusual? Yes, because it has been the most popular inn. The, the innkeeper Baba notices you. Oh, Samurai Sama, uh, did you forget anything from your room? Asahina bows to Baba. I think he's grown very fond of her and says, No, no, uh, we are here to inquire after Miramoto Sanai-san. But before we do so, Baba, if I, if I may, it seems quieter in here than, than usual. Is there, is there something going on that we are not aware of? Guests have not been happy with the environment on the inn. May I inquire as to what elements of the environment they are displeased with? One of the guests from the Crab Clan. And she stares at you as if you should know what she's talking about. Hey, Ludo, just based on me being me, should I know what, should I know what we're talking about? I'm, I'm yeah, I say. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is so much worse. This is even worse than I thought it was going to be. Boy, howdy. Yep, I'm gonna... Mm, mm, mm. Yep, I'm immediately just going... Without hesitation, I think I pull out a koku and immediately hand it to her. I... I yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I... Like, a koku would be a bit over the top, yeah? As far as recompense? Is that is that the case? It's then that you've been renting a whole floor. Mm, maybe not. Okay, because I'm going. I'm going for for like like again. I've grown very fond of Baba. She's like you know. She seems she, she's taken not only pretty good care of us, but she also runs an inn that I I enjoyed spending some time at. Yeah, I give her a koku pretty much without hesitation and say I am truly sorry, Baba. We will be removing this uh, guest and relocating him to our own residence for the foreseeable future, and you will not be seeing him back at your inn anytime soon. I am truly very sorry. He bows and says, it's not me that you have to apologize, young man. Hajime sets his face, and he says, 
I have been stealing myself for exactly that instance. Baba, though we are now arranged in a more long-term residence, I hope to see you quite soon. And when I do so, I will be certain to bring some of my best-mannered friends with me, provided that after the end of this, I have any friends left. And he bows relatively deeply, <laughs> just genuinely, truly apologetic, not a bridge I want to and then he turns to uh, Yuzume for just a moment, kind of uh, nods at her, and then says, To the matter at hand, Baba, is Miramoto-sama in? We would like to retrieve our friend of the cra- or friend from the Crab Clan and thank her for her time. She's been waiting on her quarters ever since you arrived to town. Lovely. Would you mind letting her know that we have arrived so that we do not... Enter too quickly. I sent a servant ahead already. He smiles and he says, It is no wonder to me that you are so good at running an inn. Your ability to anticipate the needs of others is far beyond far beyond what can be expected of most. He says, Yuzume-san, shall we? Of course. Let's see how the young man is doing. As they start to walk towards Sinai's chambers, Hajime says, It sounds like he's doing better than he should be. And we walk to Sinai's room? I don't know what, what her situation is. Her residence on the other end, not the garden. Uh, yeah, we, we head that way. I don't know if we need to knock before entering or if there's a spot for that, but we head over to, we head over to her residence. You can see Pesha waiting outside, dirty and full of scratches. And he's sitting quiet and looks at you, Hajime, is like, oh, you are in big trouble. Hajime is absolutely staring daggers at him. Like, he likes Pishai, but who boy, he is 100% in big trouble. He is. Um, and he, in sort of a tight voice, he says, we will talk soon. And he says, uh, sit here, do not move. And then he moves a little bit closer to Pishai, just a bit. And he says, do not move at all. And then he walks past him towards Miramoto's chambers. He's in a office, Pashai, like a very small, polite smile, and then follows. Pashai mouths something to you, Yuzume. He mouths, she knows. Ooh, what does she know? I think she knows that he ran away and that he, that we are supposed to return him and that he has gotten into literally so much trouble. I'm pretty sure he spilled the beans on that, which is, that's just a whole new, that's a whole new layer to this problem. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. Oh yeah. His tab. Oh, no. that's even worse. I had not thought about the tattoo that he gave himself. <laughs> so Yuzume will just grab Hajime's sleeve just before he goes in, take a deep breath and say, I think we need to be very careful. Apparently, Peshai has been chatty. Chatty indeed. You can hear a voice from inside. He has told me quite a lot. The child is giving me a lot to consider as a Hinesama. He, yeah, he looks at uh, Yuzume just for just, just a second and just like kind of, you see, just 
if there's a visual representation of watching someone die inside, Yuzume sees that. And then he nods and walks in and says, Miramoto-sama, you are looking well. Uh, I understand then that Pishai has probably spoken quite extensively about his interesting past. I had a clang of metal as she steps out of the shadows and you see that she's wearing armor. You have proven yourself unworthy of my hospitality, Zahina-sama. I am aware of what you have been doing, and I'm quite displeased that you have been delaying the claims of my ward so that you can play your little political games. Asahina-san has no authority in the political games that are played by the office, Miramoto-san. We follow the orders of our magistrate, and if our magistrate deems that we must go and inspect other matters, then that is what we will do. And, in, in, and indeed, the four of you have been meeting all the neighboring lords. And at the same time, one of your members, do you know what she did before? Do you know in which position his family is? And how much we can benefit from selling this information to the highest bidder or to the Crane Clan? I cannot take this in good faith because you delaying to meet me or my lord's rival clearly benefits one of your clans materially. I also know who is coming to visit. After all, she make a reservation on this very inn. Miramoto-san, you are aware of the relationship that my clan has with Asahina-sans? Do you believe that myself or my magistrate would allow their clan to benefit? It seems pretty much it has been accepted that the Scorpion have sold out Irozaka to the Crane for a bit relief so that they don't have their pressure when dealing with the Lion. It has been the talk of the town. Asahina steps forward and says, Miramoto-san, my, my office and I, but predominantly I have disrespected you in a number of ways. You are absolutely correct. My magistrate will be happy to meet with you at your earliest convenience, and we will address your concerns. I am sorry, truly, for everything that has transpired in relation to this matter, not just with our disrespect, be it intentional or no, to the dragon, but my personal disrespect of your time and resources by asking you to help us with our concerns with young Pishai. Did you start to get as involved breeding conflict between the crab and crane too, so that the dragon will be forced to take a side? If I speak honestly, the political complexities between the crab and crane clans and the machinations thereof are something that I am not well-versed in. I consider myself to be talented at a short list of things, and therefore I typically cannot speak on those matters with any level of confidence or authority. But I seek to do right by you and yours so that we can settle this matter in a way that you find satisfactory. In much confidence, because every second word out of your mouth is how you are not able to act. And that is why you are innocent. And then you say that I should trust on you, which by your own admission, are not prepared to handle these political circumstances to handle it. 
I will not dispute what you've said, but what I can speak to my capability of in spades is dedication and a desire to maintain balance and to some degree or to the degree at which I am capable, do what is right for both you and for your family and your clan. You will have my assistance in appealing to my magistrate for whatever you are or you need. And I will dedicate myself to not allowing such disrespect to come to you again, be it by myself or by the office that I serve. What are you doing? I think honestly, just standing very rigidly and unhappily. So yeah, Yuzume is just honestly seething. She really does not like any of what Sunai is saying, uh, like the insinuations that she's sort of going so hard on Hajime, like especially when he has been so apologetic and he's made it clear that this is because he didn't think things through. So she's just going to look at them and look at uh, Sanai and say, and now that you have said your piece, what is it that you want from us, Miramoto-san? This surely wasn't the build-up to nothing. Miramoto looks to both of you. My family has tended to this inn and to these lands for a while. We know what has been done to these lands. The same people that you now pander to. They have been the people that have been these lives for decades. And the people of Hirosaka have accepted as a fact that all these repairs, all these improvements are just gift to wrapping. And that this land is going to be surrendered to the people that have tormented them so much. They believe that you are not on their side. They believe that you are putting a tombstone over the Mort clan. And they are gone. And that this is just their wake. So what I'm going to need is that the Emerald Office does their job and makes an obvious, formal and unambiguous commitment to restoring the Mod Clan. That is what the people need to hear. That is what the people need to believe, even if that is not going to be what happens. So she basically, she wants to something to be done that shows your commitment to that, either to meeting her ward, to meeting the Shiba and the Zawa, or to be looking for someone else that might be feeling that role. Instead of, you know, meeting with the leaders of great clans and the local neighboring daimyos, and yet you rebuff them or make no other attempt to look into who might be a surviving member of the mod. She came to believe that you basically have put this as a case closed. And she is asking for a show that, no, we are doing this. We are committed to doing this. So we've had to meet with them for about three or four weeks now. That's That goes without saying. We have to meet with them. Number one, I was under the impression we were dissolving them off because they are dead. And it is easier to dissolve them off and move them into something else. Number two, if we say publicly that we are committed to reestablishing the Moth Clan or whatever, something about reestablishing or continuing them, that gives this Agasha and whatever the Asawa are up to a lot more political clout and claim to their actions here in Hirosaka, which we should consider before making any promises. I think we should promise to investigate, definitely. 
because technically we've already started doing that. I mean, you found the amulet. We did the um, ritual with it. So we've got some leads, even if we don't talk about that specifically. Yeah, we can absolutely do an investigation into it. Miramoto-sama, you make an excellent point. The reconstruction of Hirosaka has been a duty that has come in many forms, and we have found ourselves to be engaged in many different aspects of that without concerning ourselves with the matter at hand. And what you say is an excellent point and in many ways a waypoint by which we should begin guiding ourselves. I will speak with my magistrate this evening and impress upon him the importance of pursuing our original aim and figuring out what befell the Moth Clan and how we can ensure that such a blatant vacuum of power and structure in this city is beginning to negatively affect its people. We will we will not let this continue for any longer. I assure you I will make it my top priority to to encourage my magistrate to direct our efforts towards this. I am truly sorry and I thank you for being upfront and forward about these about this or about this matter. This is of great importance and we should be treating it as such. She nods at this. Take your kids. We'll see how the next time we meet again, we'll go. Of course. Thank you for the assistance that we had no right to ask you to give. And again, my deepest apologies for making your life all the more difficult than it was. And he bows extri- like very deeply towards her. I mean, like the contrition is, is very genuine here. Very deep bow after, after my apologies and say, we will avail you of our company, and I would like to make a separate promise that as much as it is within my capabilities, Hiruma Pishai will never darken your door again. And then he turns, without waiting for much reply, unless she's going to actively stop him, he turns to Yuzume and he says, Soshi-san, let us return to our office and speak to Minoru. <laughs> Of course, Asahina-san. Thank you again for your time and for seeing us, Miramoto-san. And we leave. And... So we go back to the other two as they go to the barracks, correct? That is correct. Go inside and you see one of the one of the sergeants, heavily scarred, disfigured even man of the Yoshi. And he bows to you. Itsuki Sama will be soon. Uh by Yoshi Sama, there is a man in the complex. He says he will be well, he says he's on his way soon, but uh, he will like to talk with you about uh, what happened on Parisuku. Alright. Sounds fine. Not well. I'll get Kitsuki Sama then. Kitsuki joins you, and he seems quite pleased when he sees Aiko. <laughs> Doji Sama, what a delight to see you again. Kitsuki Sama, I am most delighted to see that your aspirations to the Imperial Legions were met with success. It is well deserved. Just as expected. Now, what can we do for you? I am just finishing my initial report to Tsurushi-sama. 
Well, myself and Aiko-san have figured out how best to put your meta to work, at least. Aiko-san, do you wish to disclose what they will be helping us protect, or would you prefer I do it? There is a large amount of a rare substance that I discovered the moth and adjacent townships have given the authority to produce. Your discretion is advised, of course, but I do not think that is ever in question. As it turns out, there is a small village by the name of Split Rock Village, a short distance from Hirosaka, that was received allowance to produce medicinal opium. A small shipment came in when we first arrived in Hirosaka and has been contained in one of the warehouses in the granary. However, upon investigation at Split Rock Village, it has been noted that the quantity produced and stored in Split Rock Village is no small amount. I understand. Well, I guess I'll just call our quartermaster and inform him to take control of that opium. I would be most appreciative, Ketsuki-sama. It will be put to well use. I'll be sure to include on my report to Tsurushi-sama, and he'll see that it's distributed to all the different regiments as they need it. Aiko-san misspoke. What we truly need is simply an ex... We need someone to guard the warehouse while we sort out where this opium should go. Unfortunately... We don't know legally what to do with it. It's currently toxic in that we're not sure how we can even begin to distribute it. We need to wait for the heavens to choose another Emerald Champion, Kitsuki-san. We simply need the warehouse that they're stored in right now guarded because that way we can open the gates and relieve some of the pressure of the firemen gangs that are currently guarding it. That seems a pretty convoluted scheme. I don't understand. Please elucidate me into the details. The issue lies with the fact that the moth were provided a license to produce opium for medicinal use. In case you have not noticed, the moth do not exist anymore outside of small claims or individuals attempting to establish their connection to the previously established moth clan. Currently, under Minoru's jurisdiction, we are not able to move forward with any uses of the opium as it is still within the legal domain of the moth. That's been your decision. Kitsuki-sama. I believe you know how my decisions are usually made. Oh, yes. I'm sure your decision will be one way. Unfortunately, to my surprise, you were not the only the one that has been tasked to make them. Inuru-san, is that what you decided? That the moths are gone? I have not decided anything on the moth, which is why we must store it. Until such a time as we understand if the moth are in hiding, if the moth are extinct, until such a time as the winds have blown to reveal it one way or the other, we can't really do anything with the opium besides protect it and store it. It's a golden weight around our necks. Everyone wants it, but it is our burden. A 
Less convoluted issue, however, would be the fact that we only have a small regiment of Sepun Guard available here under the jurisdiction of the local magistrate, Sepun Ishima. If your men would be able to patrol the gates, potentially opening the rest of the entrances and exits to the town, I believe Hajime-san had suggested an idea for establishing the paperwork necessary for residence in Hirosaka. The lifeblood in and out of the town could be protected and opened. We would be most grateful, and this would provide your men with routine, secure spots to position themselves during their duties. One minute, Doji-san. You are talking about something that is the responsibility of the local governor and the local magistrate. They have no authority over us. Now, there is a very important matter here, which is the distribution and storage of opium. So, from my understanding, we are to store this on the behalf of the Mott Clan, correct? Correct. Uh, however, one needs a license even to store it. Who has been storing it in the meantime, Bayushi-sama? It has been stored on a combination of our orders, my orders, and the governor's orders until we can figure out a, the fate of the moth. Because the acting governor will have the same authority that the moth had in the first place. Correct. What is the decision that uh, Miyasama has arrived on it? The Mia governor has seen fit to appeal to the wisdom of the Emerald Office, and we feel it is wisest simply to store it here. Until such times we can figure out what to do with it legally and safely and wisely. That makes perfect sense. Well, we are at your command and it's follows doing our responsibility. We will be, well, we are bound to do our duty and to make sure that uh, nobody takes this shipment. We will be guarding this opium. If you can guard the opium for me, well, for the city, I should say, I am immensely grateful, Kitsuki-san. I will inform Ishimo she can have her guards reopen the gates, and we will try to figure out a more permanent solution as soon as possible. if I may inquire, why have you not burned the opium? Kitsuki-san, because as easy as it would be to burn it, we all know that A... Legally, it's the moths. And B, it would seem like dumping out a canteen of water in the desert. We know that there's going to be trouble with opium production due to the hail. And to sin twice like that, to destroy a painkiller that doesn't belong to us, but also destroy some of the only painkiller that may be around in the Empire in the years to come, seems foolish. Yes. I can see the logic between that sense of justice. However, we have only arrived here a few days ago, and you have such pressing duties. Would have someone else where to get hands on that opium? Do you think that the benefits that these will provide to the Empire as a whole and uh, the custody of the Mod Clan is the just way and is worth the risks that you have taken so far? You know this, both of you. You know that also has got going on on his obsession with the philosophical discussion of what is the nature of justice. And he is basically trying to 
get down to the philosophy of Jesse that has led to your, you making this decision. And uh, this can go for a while if you let him go. Aiko will laugh over the memory and say, Of course, the philosophies of justice have always been an entertaining topic to discuss at night over a cup of tea, and I have missed those discussions. Well, do you want to keep the opium on where it's stored now, or do you plan to move it elsewhere? I have created the designs for the reconstruction of the Riverside District. They have yet to be implemented, but if the proper resources and craftsmen can be secured, the work should be done within a fortnight. I have specialized warehouses there, as I have not yet come to a conclusion as to what the proper use of the moth's previous license is, and it would be best to store the opium in a secure place away from the rest of the goods. Exactly, loves. Dodi Sama, you have 1,000 men at your disposal. Give us the plans and give us the resources and we'll build the river ports. Kitsuki-sama, I knew there was something I was missing going about my duties. It was your laugh. Will that be okay with you, Bayushi-sama? And you know that he's kind of sidelining you? Kitsuki-sama, I believe we all learned a very important lesson from Shogo-sama. And that is to use the tools at hand wisely, but if the tools are willing to use themselves, let them. Aiko-san is gifted when it comes to community organization and economics. I will defer to his wisdom on this, as I hope he defers to his wisdom in the matter of chasing down a criminal or a sword fight. Bayushi-sama is quite taken with the recent assignment. He should be praised. I believe, have you heard, Katsuki-sama, that Minoru-san here uh, hunted down and executed the former Lord Nakokita all by himself? That is quite the feat. I know it will surprise you both to come for me, but it was... I must be humble here. Every battle is a little bit of luck, and in this case, I was exceptionally lucky against the danger that was Nagokita. Nagokita's over a decade of luck, and all he needed was to be unlucky one day. I'm glad it was to you. Well, Kitsuki-sama, we must catch up. We'll play a game of Go. But we have some other very pressing matters to attend to. Shall we, Aiko-san? Of course, Kitsuki-sama, as always, it has been a delight to be in your presence. I would like to have a word with you before you go, Dori-sama. About the details about the work on the river port. Of course, if it is specific details you would like, would you allow me a moment to fetch the plans from the magistrate's office, or send a runner to pick them up? Uh, send a runner. Uh, let's move this conversation to uh, a side room, please. As you wish. Uh, Minoru-san, do make sure the rest of the Ariki know that I will catch up with you when I can. Of course, Aiko-san. I will more than happily let the rest of my Ariki know that you will catch up as soon as you're done, and Minoru will walk away. So, Minoru, are you going back to wait for the others somewhere else, meeting that guy about the horse? Oh, I'll meet that guy about the horse. I suppose I should do that. Okay, so let's meet that guy about the horse. So you follow the lead, the lead, and you see a man waiting at the entrance, the watchful gaze of the guards, and 
he seems to be wearing rough worn clothes and seems to be reading some books as he waits and he has a ragged look but still keeps an attractive beard and hair and has a kind of serene strength and demeanor to him um, he stands and bows as you approach and introduces himself my name is Hunage Peyoshi-san. You, you don't remember me for sure, but we fought each other on the passes between the lion and the scorpion. Unagi-san, as you know as well as I do, the fighting there was very thick. I'm sure we did. I may remember you better if, you, if we were both in armor charging at each other, but I'm glad to see you here under friendlier circumstances. It's fortunate enough not to have to face you personally, but... You had the privilege of mowing down a few of the peasant fighters that I trained myself. Ah. Well, what brings you to me now, Nagisan? Well, I know for a fact that you know how well-trained I can make some troops. And I no longer have a contract with the Lion Clan. And I'm aware of what happened on Parisuko. I think... Someone of your position, with so many duties, could see the benefit of having someone like me to train some levies on his service. Certainly, you can see the benefit of having strong backing of the local population. Well, Unagi-san, I do, in fact, believe I could use someone who can train men as well as you can. I am looking to invest in some proper defenses in Doshin, I would be eager to hire you. Is there anything that I can do to show that I'm worth of your trust? Yes, man. Walk with me, Nagi-san. Let's head to my courthouse and I'll sign official paperwork. You notice the worn tassin that he has that has been customized for all the time type of complex orders. And you can see the books that he reads. Leadership, the Book of Sun Tao, the Dragon Peaks, relations between ruler and subject. And you get the feeling that he's a natural warlord and also someone that has an appreciation for the arts. Dragon Peaks is a fantastic book. I've read it myself. In fact, all, myself and all my other Yuriki favor it. Pedestrian on the writing, but it does the job, yes. All right, Unagi-san. You seem smart. I know you train troops well. Carry yourself like a warrior. I'm going to ask you what someone once asked me. What do you want out of the future? I've always been a warrior. I have befallen upon this misfortune a pretty young age. And I had to learn, and I find that I had a penchant for, well, commanding troops, to my surprise. I have found this life amenable to me, uh, except the lack of money and the permanent poverty in which I find myself into. If I could live into comfort, that would be a good life well lived. If I could aspire to great ambitions, I guess there's someone dear to me, a friend. I would like to see her dream become true. All right, Tunaki-san, there's one final question before we move forward, and I consider fully bringing you on. I was asked it shortly before my Genpuku, and it's always haunted me, so I'm curious to find others, especially other samurai's opinion of it. What is the most important, the empire 
or the emperor? And you would say that they are one on the same. And is that your answer? And, well, I would say that it's a question of relationships, that there is expectations between a vessel, and that goes all the way to the most humble peasant, to their lord, to the most proud great clan champion, and the emperor. And an emperor without an empire is not an emperor. It is a god stranded in this land, while a vessel without an emperor is just someone missing guidance. In time, new gods might come. I'll say I will, shall have to favor the Emerald Lands and beg forgiveness from the Siren of Heaven. Nagisan, I will gladly hire you. Happy to be of your service. So let's go inside. So, Ahonso takes you to a small room that is still being set up with a bunch of plants. And as he signals for you to see Taiko, don't bother about the plants. Uh, the moment you get the material, we're going to stop guarding the warehouses and we're going to dedicate ourselves fully to that. Don't worry about that. I want to talk about Minero with you. Of course, Katsuki-sama. I am always interested to hear your unique perspective on matters. Well, that is the question that I have to ask you. Why Minero? I was surprised and I'm pretty sure all the others were surprised when they heard. Who recommended Minero to the position? It is a sentiment that I share myself. I am not familiar with the communications that resulted in his promotion, but this is the place we have found ourselves, and I have done what I can to ensure he maintains. You were on Kyudanmiya. You were close to the highest of the empire. And all of you were heroes of Hirosaka. Your word and advice in particular will be highly regarded. Was it you that recommended Minoru for the position? Before Kitsushogo-sama passed, I did everything in my power to ensure that he saw me as an acceptable replacement, worthy of standing where he once stood. When he perished in the fire and did not return, I wrote of the accomplishments of each of the fellow Yuriki, of their virtues, as was expected, but I did no more. So I have to assume that was something that Dodges had so many decided. I do not know the proper order of Satsume-sama's death and the promotion to Minoru's current title. We received the news of both around the same time, and you know how word travels throughout the Empire. I had to say, I would expect anyone else to become the next Emerald Magistrate to replace Kitsushogo. I will never expect someone to actually be assigned to Hirosaka, but if someone was assigned, again, I will not expect to be him. Minoru holds many virtues and is not unfit for the position. I worry that his training and mindset that he has been taught will lead him to unorthodox solutions as a magistrate. As it has its place on the battlefield and sometimes in the legal court, says the Kitsuki. Uh, that is not what worries me. Minoru is a soldier. I was hoping that uh, he would bet use it to deal with imperils during this winter, and that he would accept me getting him as one of my sergeants come this season, or 
to prepare him to take my place once I take my responsibilities elsewhere. Again, he's a soldier, he's a great soldier, as the Ganagakite thing proves. He gets results, he gets things done, he's trained to do that. He's better than most samurai in the Empire at that. What I'm not sure is if he can handle this particular job. Aiko will look at Katsuki and say, if there were a second magistrate assigned to Hirosaka, that would free Minoru to pursue more virtuous and productive lines of work. Zimmer magistrate with Dojo Satsuma dead? That's unlikely to happen. I am aware Satsume's passing was an unfortunate occurrence that threw many of my plans off. Still, there is not much to be done other than continuing my duty to the office, which now extends to Minoru, who I have and will continue to serve in my capacity as his Yoriki. Of course, I do not think I have to make it too clear to you, Kitsuki-sama, that I have my own plans. I was thinking of having him become my sergeant, but... You can become one too. Even as a courtier, there can be a place for you. My quartermaster is quite a brilliant woman herself, and she is also trained to serve in the courts. Aiko draws his fan to lightly flutter it before closing the fan and returning it to his obi, and says, You have given me much to think about again, Kitsuki-sama. As always, our conversations leave me exploring my approach from new angles and perspectives. And again, as always, I find myself unable to match the speed at which you compute them. Would you allow me an undiscernible amount of time to process the thoughts? Of course, I don't expect you to make any decision, especially when it's brush. I just want to make clear what my feelings on the matter are, because we're going to have to be working close in the future. And as always, Katsuki-sama, I appreciate your sincerity on the subject. It is good to have you back. It's nice to have my last position here to be a peaceful one, just rebuilding something. I can see how, why Kitsushogo liked these kind of jobs. He always did have an eye for the jobs that seemed a little off the standard path. But while Hirosaka has been, I will not say messy, while Hirosaka has been a captivated in a state of rebuilding, I am constantly finding myself with new ways to test my mental prowess. I love a good puzzle. You know, there is a, a craftsman's shop in the commoner's quarters that designs the most delightful little ornaments. I believe they are used for home decorations. Sometime when you have a free moment, I would show you them. They might fascinate even you. I'll get forward for that, once we are properly set. Now, better not delay you any further. I appreciate the time and the hospitality, Kitsusama. Thank you, and may the fortunes favor you. The Emerald Lands, their wonders and horrors were played by Ludo. They can be found at Delethiel on Twitter and Ichio, as well as at Heroes of the Republic. Bayushi Minoru was played by Brad. 
He can be found on Discord at bzaj1648 and at Twitter at bzajdabarbarian. Sakai no Doji Eiko was played by Evan. He can be found on Facebook as Evan Strite, Discord as PushyMushy1871, and on fellow L5R actual play, Secondhand Strife. Soshi Yuzume was played by Charlie. She can be found on Discord as Rieselian and on Twitter at BowserJ, where you can find links to her L5R blog. Asahina Hajime was played by Sam. He can be found on Discord and Reddit as Live From My Basement and on Instagram at SJSedlacek. This is a Court Games podcast. You can find out more about them at Court Games Pod on Twitter or at their site, courtgamespod.com. Legend of the Five Rings is the intellectual property of Fantasy Flight Games. Thank <laughs> you.